Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode on Her Creative Freedom Podcast. If you are new here, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Cassandra. I am your host. And on this podcast, I share everything from lifestyle, from travel, especially on the road as I do live in my home on wheels with my beautiful wiener dog, Tucker. And I share my life experiences from mental health, body image, self-love, relationships, and bringing your dreams and goals into reality. In addition, I bring on the most incredible special guests that talk about all of these areas in depth of their own perceptions. And yeah, we just like to have a good time and share these things with you. Share the things that people don't talk about. Before we begin the topic of this episode, I do want to make a disclaimer that I'm in the city in the van and you can hear things outside. So if you hear cars go by, people talking, that is why they're driving by, they're walking by, and sometimes I can hear them through my headphones, which means you can hear them through yours or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Before we get into the topic of this podcast today, I wanted to do a little check-in. It's the beginning of 2022 and I feel like I should do like a welcome 2022 podcast and give you an update of where I'm at, but maybe I will. That is not today. Can we hear that car go by? I do apologize. This might happen frequently. I'm new here. How are we starting off 2022? What are we excited about? What are we not excited about? Have you even reflected that it's a new year and the world is yours? If you haven't, I highly, highly encourage you to just sit back, really look at where you're at, and look at how you want to spend 2022. I actually did this the other day. I am turning 30 this year, and I just took a moment in the mirror, and I was looking at myself, and I'm like, wow, like, you're going to be 30 this year, which is, I don't know. People say 30s are your best years. I feel like for a long time, I was trying to strive to be who I was physically, 10 years ago and I'm really starting to feel more confident in the fact that I'm turning 30 this year and although if you would have asked me where my life would have been five years ago when I'm 30 I don't think I would be saying where it is right now however my life is better than what I could have ever imagined it would be right now turning 30 so I wouldn't change a thing Maybe I would start earlier, but everything happens in divine timing. Never judge the timing of your life because it is happening exactly how it should be for you in this moment right now. So that's my little motivational speech of the day. Um, okay, so today's podcast came to mind during, no, before, during, and after the Christmas holidays. I do live in Alberta, and for some reason, Alberta hit an extreme, extreme cold weather advisory throughout the entire holiday season, and I was, or myself and Steve and the two dogs were away in the van for the entire time, so just over two weeks in total, and I was like, I have to make a podcast about living in the van, and not just the winter, but extreme cold Alberta winter, because there is a difference. I'm from Ontario. I know the difference between Ontario winter and Alberta winter winter and I remember living in Ontario being Christmas time and it was still green out and maybe we got snow on Christmas day or Christmas Eve. So yeah, that is what the episode is about today. Winter van life or van life in winter and I'm going to talk about our trip experiences, uh, how our trip went one way then the other and the essentials that I would highly recommend if you are wanting to do van life or you already live in a van, maybe some of the things, actually most of the things I'm about to talk about you'll probably already have if you do live in a van, being that I feel like I'm still so new at it, 
but maybe I will tell you something that you did not know before. There is one particular thing that if you're listening to this podcast right now, I am going to make a video or a reel about it on my Instagram, so be sure to check that out on my Instagram, which will be linked in the description of this episode, along with my website where you can find my portfolio of all my videos and pictures that I have taken throughout all of my travels and some of the photo shoots that I've done because I do portrait weddings, travel, adventure photography, videography, all that fun stuff. Yeah, some of the pictures that I took and links to my YouTube channel, which is also on my website and linked in the description of this video, you will find some of the pictures and videos I took of the trip that we went on that I'm about to talk about. Okay, let's get into it. So trip A to B. Our whole idea at the beginning was doing a week in Jasper, going down the Canadian Icefields Parkway Highway towards Banff into BC. Our final destination was a beautiful wooden cabin in Golden, BC in the woods for New Year's Eve. And that's how we would spend our New Year's and post two weeks on the road kind of thing. So our trip plan was to do a week in Jasper first, and that quickly came to an end. Although Jasper's beautiful, I love, love, love the drive to Jasper. When we got there, I was expecting like Christmas vibes because this was like December 19th that we left. So I was expecting Christmas vibes, people, lights, just get me in the Christmas spirit, get me in the holiday spirit because Christmas is one of the happiest times of the year for me. Truly, it's so beautiful. And when we got there, I do have to say where we were sleeping was a campground um, because I wanted somewhere we could plug in the van just for the peace of mind that all batteries, all electrical were working just fine. But aside from having an amazing campground with a bathroom that was so warm next door, Jasper was dead, like so dead. And it was very disappointing. And we spent, well, we got there, slept, spent all day there. So we spent two nights there. And it didn't take us long to decide that we're really bored and we cannot stay here for a week because Steve and I just like to be busy all the time or at least have things to do outside with the dogs and it was so cold at this point that there was really not much you could do outside. So after two days in Jasper, it just so happened that a beautiful friend wanted to do a surprise proposal shoot in Edmonton. So that was on the Sunday. So I think we went to Jasper on Friday. On Sunday, we drove back to the city. I did do this proposal shoot. It was absolutely beautiful. I was very honored that they asked me. It turned out great. And then very last minute, we decided that we're going to get out the next day on Monday and head towards Banff. I have slept all along Abraham Lake in the summer. I've never done it in the winter. Steve has lived here his entire life and he's never been over there before. So I was like, perfect, new for you, kind of new for me because I've never done this in the winter. Let's head towards Abraham Lake, stay somewhere along Abraham Lake, all assuming that my winter tires can get through the snow, assuming it has not been touched yet. And then we will head to Banff and, you know, enjoy Banff. So that's what we did. So we drove Monday to go to Abraham Lake and stayed there for a night at a place called Preacher's Creek, I believe. It is all crown land. I actually have a video off-grid living on my YouTube channel that you can check it out to kind of see the scenery, but it's a complete open piece of land essentially that you can camp at. It has fire pits. It's all crown land, so it's free. There's two outhouses, although they're not nothing, they're nothing glamorous, but you could use them if you wanted to. And 
yeah, so that was our, our like, moment of off-grid. Obviously, no power hookup in it, and I don't really need that anyway, so it turned out really good. We were the only ones there. It was absolutely beautiful. However, it was so incredibly windy that it made it 10 times colder, but I thought the van was going to, like, get blown off of where we were staying, which was right along the water, which is one of the best places to go to in the summer because you can literally park your car, like, on the water line. It's so incredibly beautiful. Preacher's Creek, look it up. Although, when you're driving along Abraham Lake, you can quite literally stay anywhere, and it's, it's so beautiful. So, anyways, we stayed there for one night. It was probably one of my most favorite nights in the van in the winter so far. It was incredibly cold, but what do you expect? And we were not expecting to just, like, get thrown extreme cold. And by extreme cold, I mean minus 37, minus 40. I think that night it was closer to the minus 30s with the wind chill. So we stayed there one night and then we headed towards Banff and we stayed in Banff for about a couple days. I think like three or four days. Banff was next level beautiful. It was exactly what I thought Jasper was going to be. The Christmas lights were everywhere. People were in in the city at least. Shops were open. They didn't close at four o'clock, so it was more lively, but I just loved the Christmas decor, and you just felt, like, happy because it was the holidays and it was beautiful. Another thing is that Tunnel Mountain Village 2 in Banff is an open all-year-round campground. Being that it was so cold out and therefore very gray, wasn't much sun. I knew the solar panels weren't going to get too much sun, although we were driving everywhere. So my batteries are fine. Thankfully, they're perfect. I just like having the peace of mind that I can plug in my batteries at night, especially because I probably will run the car a patrillion times to heat this thing up because it's just faster than my heater. So we stay at Tunnel Mountain. Let me start that over. We stayed at Tunnel Mountain Village 2 every single time we went to Banff. I really highly recommend it. It's super easy. The bathrooms, showers, hot showers, unlimited water, but use it, you know, gracefully. So it was the perfect setup and I really did enjoy that. So we went to Banff. This was just, just before Christmas. And then we went back to the city in Edmonton, spent Christmas Eve, Christmas Day with my family, with Steve's family, and then Boxing Day, we headed back towards Banff, where we stayed a couple days, we toured around BC, and then went back to Banff, which I'll get into why, and then our final destination was Golden in BC. So, why did we go to Banff, like, eight times in the matter of two weeks? Well, actually, part of that was my idea, because if you don't follow me on social media on Instagram, I did make an announcement that I am, in 2022, traveling the country with Tucker, and we leave in the spring, but I wanted to start ASAP, start now. So, I'm traveling the country this year. That is the biggest thing I'm doing this year, and I'm very incredibly excited, but as I go across the west to the east, I am hitting as many Canadian national parks as I possibly can because they're absolutely beautiful and we have 31 of them. So within 31 national parks that you can get to by road because there are I think like six that you have to you can only get to by boat or air. We're not going to do that. So out of the 31 that I can get to on my wheels we are going to hit and I thought we're going into BC now. Why don't I just start this now? So we went to a few different Canadian National Parks in BC that I had not went to yet because I have been to some in the summer. So I thought, why not wait? Let's start it now. And that's exactly what we did. We wanted to see how 
far we could go, but that wasn't too far away from Golden, knowing that was going to be our final destination. So I think, if I remember correctly, the very farthest Canadian National Park was, I'm going to say Revelstoke. That was as far as we wanted to go. But we went about an hour away from Revelstoke to this place in which I am not going to name because I am going to get into the story. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you will know that my van got severely damaged when we were on this trip and it happened in the place that I'm about to talk about. The acronym is CCR. I'm not going to state the name because I'm not about, I don't know, talking bad about business, although they did a number on my vehicle. It's a campground somewhere in BC. I actually don't even know where in BC. It starts with an M and it was a really weird name. But anyways, seemed like a very ideal place to stay for at least two or three days. It had running water. It had like outdoor pools, almost like, I don't know, not hot tubs. They look like pools, but warm water and it was outdoors. It was very pretty and it just seemed like the ideal setup. And when we called about what was around and open for camping in BC, there was really nothing and this place was like the most ideal. There are two other campgrounds in the area that we were going to but they did not have running water which means they had no bathrooms and I've realized that when I'm traveling with someone aka my boyfriend Steve I like to be able to just sit on a toilet and like do my thing whereas like if I'm by myself I have a little toilet that I can use but I am not about to use that in front of him. So this place was like ideal. We got to this campground around 6 37 o'clock at night. It was night out. I had no idea where I was going. It was dark. I pulled into their lot of land, I'll say, and I saw an, a sign that said office with a driveway and there was two cars parked at this building. So off I went to the office to check in as any normal person would do. And very, very, very long story short, I was told that people don't drive up here. You would just walk, which I did not know. And the only way for me to get out of this driveway was to back out because I had no room at the front to turn around because the staff's cars were parked. Thinking back on it now, I don't know why I just didn't kindly ask them to move it, although they seemed like it would have been a huge inconvenience if I would have done that. But yeah, so I started to back out of this driveway, which is lined with very large boulders on both sides and we got our tires stuck which no big deal I have track pads that I can use to put under my tires to get myself unstuck in the snow in the mud in the dirt we actually had to use them when we stayed at Preacher Creek because my tires got stuck in the snow when we were trying to leave so we already know how to use them and they work. It honestly just got really bad from there. And I don't want to go into too long of a story because it was like like a two hour shit show, to be honest. We were making our way out of the snow, back forth, back forth with the track pads. And this person comes up behind us and was like, why are you going up here? Don't you see people walking up and down? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm new here. We did not know. It's dark. We didn't see a sign. We saw an office sign with some cars. I didn't offer any help and wasn't being very helpful. He ended up making me cry because I already felt like an idiot for driving up there because I did not know. There's zero signage to say that you're not supposed to go up this driveway. There's a very big obvious sign that says office with an arrow. So I continued. So yeah, he was kind of a jerk and I ended up finding finding out he's the manager of the campground. It ended up being that his night, because it was so cold there unexpectedly, the water pump and the water systems there were breaking. There was just a lot going on in his world and he was essentially taking it out on us, which I'm understanding of the fact that like sometimes we have so much shit going on that we just break and explode. I get it. I've totally been there, but I'm also very human enough to know that it's not right to take your shit on to somebody else. So that is basically what happened. He was very apologetic when he obviously saw that and he made me very 
very upset and offered to help. He was very confident that he could get us out because people have gotten stuck before. So I put my trust in this person who was sounded very confident at the time that he could get us out. This is where it gets incredibly long. It was just a lot of back and forth, back and forth. It just went really bad when he decided to use a bobcat to tie to my van and pull me out. And he also said, like, let me get into the driver's seat. I can just back this out. It's going to be good. And again, trusted this person who was very confident he could get us out. I was so traumatized because this is my home. I live in this majority of the year that I was like, I don't care. Just get this van out and keep it in one piece. And as he was doing his thing, we all were like, there's boulders behind this vehicle. And I don't know if he just didn't listen, although he works there. So he knew that they were there. The back bumper got damaged, got cracked and scratched terribly. And then the side of my sliding door on the side of the van got scratched the entire way. So actually today I just went to go get a quote for the damages and it's around three to four thousand dollars worth of damage that we are trying to figure out. I believe in humanity. I know that they're going to make it fair and take care of it. It's a call that we're still dealing with. Yeah, that's like the very short version of the story. We ended up staying one night because we didn't have anywhere else to go. And what turned out to wanting to stay three nights turned out to one night. And then the last two nights, we just left that next morning, went on a pull off off the highway and stayed there for two nights to get out of there. I have to say, despite this manager of this place, the owner did contact us. He was very kind and he was willing to make it fair because he was also rather traumatized of my situation. I'm definitely not knocking the place. It was a beautiful campground and I'm sure in the summer it's probably better, but it was just an unfortunate situation and I will likely never go there again, but um, yeah, I'm sure it's it's a good place in the summer. So yeah, um, aside from that, literally only that, the trip was absolutely amazing and this is where we get into the purpose of this episode, which is the essentials that I would recommend if you were living in a van in the winter, because a lot of people were asking me, like, how did you stay warm? You know, were you warm? And yes, 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 we were warm. We I have a heater that works phenomenal. Um, it just takes some time to really heat up the entire van versus when I turn on the actual engine, the actual van, um, it heats up the van a lot quicker. So I would just open up my pocket door, turn the car on, blast the heat, and it usually warms up pretty good. However, we kind of got into a routine where we would heat up the van like crazy at night, go to bed, wake up at some point, even if it was like five or six o'clock in the morning, and turn my heater on, go back to bed. And by the time we got out of bed at like seven, eight, nine, it was very toasty warm. So it kind of worked out. I think somebody is using like a snowblower right now outside. So if you can hear that, again, I do apologize, but I'm just going to talk louder and continue my podcast episode. Thank you. Going from the beginning of our trip, there's nothing in order here, but this is obviously the first thing that we noticed. And something that I thought I would really share is an annual parks pass. We went through the first gate of, I think, Jasper National Park, and we were like, we're going to be in and out of the national parks multiple times for the next two weeks. What is the best approach? Do we pay every time? Like, is there a pass for two weeks? We weren't really sure. And she said that 
if you were to come and go seven times from the parks, which we would be doing much more than seven, you've already paid for an annual pass. And we were like, okay, sold. So it was about 140 or 150 bucks for the entire year. And that gets you into every Canadian national park right on through. You don't have to pay for anything. Um, it also gets you into any of the historic sites and I think some of the provincial parks as well. So it's definitely going to be useful for me being that I'm driving across the country this year and I will be visiting multiple national parks. So it was just like a no-brainer. You just had to do it. That's the first thing I would mention. The next thing that I want to talk about is the thing that I'm making a video about, which I don't know how I'm going to do this yet because I haven't done it yet. But as soon as I'm done recording this podcast, I'm going to make this video for Instagram because this is a game changer. And it is, drumroll please, a female urinal. I know. My dearest friend Kathy that you have seen me travel with, if you follow me on Instagram, she has a beautiful ProMaster. She told me about this thing, okay? It's a silicone female urinal. It was a complete game changer. It was a game changer when I'm traveling by myself. It's a game changer when I was traveling with Steve. Uh, I will mention that Steve and I had an another level of our relationship this past two weeks because you just automatically reach another level when you live in a van in such a small place and you have to be able to still like do your business and stuff so this female urinal it's silicone and it has a little spout and it basically you hold it to your body and you'll hold it to a water bottle you just do your thing and it's awkward at first because it's like you're a, a guy you know how they stand and stuff but it was a game changer because when it is minus 42 outside because we did experience that low of a low there was no way I was going outside to squat myself down the pee would have froze before it even left my body so it was just like not ideal so basically what I did because I have a pocket door is I kept everything at the front and in the night which happened very often I would get up go through the door go to the front seats because no one was around anyways do my thing come back um eventually it got really cold so I'm not gonna lie I just was like cover your ears put music on cover your face I don't care what you need to do but don't listen or look at me and I just did my thing in the van and we hit another level of our relationship thank you but I do highly recommend it I am going to link this thing in the description of this podcast and I think it's already on my website on one of my blog posts about living in a van in the winter because I love this okay I got it on Amazon it comes with this little card like the company provides this little card that says basically if you register this because it comes with like a warranty you will get a free one and I was like I'm just gonna get a free one if I like do this and do that on the internet I wasn't doubtful, but I was like, who does that? I, I love this. So I filled it out. I registered my journal online. And then I remember one day my mom was like, you got a really small package from China in the mail. And I had no idea what it was because it was so long ago. So I was like, I have no idea what this could be. And then I opened it and it was my free urinal. So now I have two, which is amazing. So I'm going to make a video about this for my Instagram because it was honestly the number one game changer to living on the road because it, oh yeah, just highly recommend it. Thank you, Kathy. If you're listening to this episode, thank you for recommending this. I wish I could take credit, but I cannot because I did not even know they existed. I'm giving all the credit to my dear friend, Kathy. The next one is a reusable water jug so in the summer I have a full water system I have my clean water jug my dirty water jug a water pump that pumps from you know the clean to my faucet and then into the dirty but in the winter 
all that shit's gonna freeze, okay? Alberta got so incredibly cold and currently still is very cold that you just could not keep the van like summer ready. You had to winterize everything. So you have to clean everything out. You have to open all the lines just to make sure nothing freezes or bursts because things did freeze in here. Actually, every morning that I come into the van, my faucet's frozen. You can't even turn the knobs until I like defrost everything. And I've already blown three fuses for my water pump because I did a silly move and turned my water pump on when the pump was probably way too cold and yeah thankfully it didn't break again a reusable water jug what we did was we went to the grocery store and you can buy those like four liter water jugs that have the like little spout that you can just dump like pour water out i really don't know how to explain that four liters was enough to last us for a very long time to do everything to cook with to clean with to brush our teeth with to for the dogs everything and it fit perfectly in my sink so it didn't splash around didn't spill it was perfect it sat in my sink it was very secure with the little spout thing that you would close and open to put the water out and it was perfect so I would definitely say like I don't know if your setup is like mine where you have a clean and water jug and it's the winter I do know that not all van lifers probably do this but this is just what I had to do but getting the reusable water jug was awesome the next one would be blankets which is a silly no-brainer but I was just gonna pile like as many little blankets as I possibly could and then up into the trip I was actually considering getting a heated blanket then with all the electrical power that I've had I knew that it just like wasn't even worth it so no heated blanket that's actually a terrible idea Cass so instead Steve brought the full duvet off of our bed at home and that was a game changer to get a duvet because they're so heavy they're so fluffy they're so big we were so 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 warm every single night and yes outside of the covers was freezing the very first night that we did stay in Banff we woke up I checked my phone and it said minus 42 with wind chill and I was like Steve we have officially stayed in minus 42 with wind chill and the dogs were both with us under the covers so let me just reassure our dogs stayed very comfortable during the two weeks that we were away. Most often they were in our bed, on the bed, and um, yeah, all was good. The next thing I would say, I really wish I had my own like tutorial of this because they work so, so good and I give all the credit to my beautiful mother, but it's window covers for the back. We had our head at the back windows because the bed just felt bigger when our head was at the back windows kind of going towards the front seat versus in the summer we did like wall to wall which made you feel small so it wasn't as comfortable in the summer this was a game changer putting our head by the door so we had more room to kind of stretch out was phenomenal and the window covers were great there are tons of youtube videos on diy projects on how to make insulated window covers and that's honestly what we did i know that the insulation is made out of reflectix wrap insulation it looks like a wrap i don't know um that information i think is also on my website as well but we made or no my mama made uh insulated window covers for the back windows and it just helped keep the cold air from coming in through the entire window and then we also put two king pillows by the window and like covered it a little bit by our head you have to have window covers for a van if you love it it really does make a difference and i highly recommend making sure that it's insulated because in the winter you will thank yourself and then the next one is an obvious but a heater 
if you are building a van, you just have to have one. I even know people that are from California and places in the states that are much warmer than Alberta and they end up putting a heater in their van because when you're in a van you're probably going to travel more than just you know the areas that you live in. So I have a Airtop 2000 ATC I think it's called. It's a gasoline heater so it hooks up right to my gas tank. Most often I'm pretty sure people use the diesel one but I wasn't about that at the time when I was building. But anyways all on my website you can take a read. Highly recommend having a heater. The next thing is winter tires and track pads. Winter tires obvious. We were going to BC and they're a must anyways there but I think everyone that is from Alberta gets winter tires because well, if you're from Alberta, you just know how our winters are. So for safety reasons, obviously you want to get winter tires, especially when we were going to be driving such a distance. Track pads. I am so confident in my track pads more than ever because we had to use them so many times while we were going off grid mainly. My, win my winter tires are okay. I definitely will have to get new ones next year, but for now they do the job. We were pretty much asking for ourselves to get stuck by going off grid but it's always worth it you know so we did have to use the track pads a couple times I'm confident that you should all buy the track pads that I have because I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of research on freaking track pads because there are so many options and I read reviews on everything. I over research everything like have my words. I research everything so I know that everything I have is hours and hours of research. So I'm very confident in my track pads because I did look at a lot and kind of looked at what the best most affordable option was. I really like these ones. The only thing with these is that they're rather big, but I knew that I could store them underneath the bed, so I didn't care so much. There are ones that fold that actually come with a carrying case, so maybe that one might be better for you. Um, okay, the butane cooktop is the next one I had on my list, and the thing with this is when I was doing my build, I was very hesitant to have diesel or butane or anything in a can that could potentially blow up in this van because I was nervous, said every girl in a van. Probably not, but a lot of the girls that I follow or know that live in a van said the same thing. And then like a couple months down the road, switching that out. So if anyone wants to buy a $400 induction stove, let me know because I ended up not using it. I needed to get a higher converter in order to use my induction stove because it doesn't work in the van and I can't return it back to Amazon. So yeah, if you're looking for an induction stove, let me know. It's never been used. So I ended up buying a butane cooktop and it's a game changer. And I, I just laugh at myself because I was like, no, 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 I'm never getting this. But it is a little cute butane single burner stove. The heat output is so strong so it heats up really quick. It cooks things very fast and the little cans of butane, like one can lasted Steve and I probably a week and a half. So it was very good and one little can is only four dollars. So I think when you know I'm by myself and solo it'll be good for me. And yeah so I highly recommend that and that is also on my website. I got mine from Mech in the city, but you can buy it from Mech, their website, um, Canadian Tire, all those places. Okay, sleep spots. Why did I write this down? Oh, because I think that it's important to note that when you're camping in a van or whatever in the winter, for me personally, and I know that people who are experienced in van life probably m more so go off grid than I did, I also just think I've 
I'm a little traumatized about my electrical system from previous times that I just wanted to do this with some off-grid but then some also being able to plug into into my shore hookup and being winter a lot of campgrounds are closed being that we were going to be in national parks there's not a whole lot of BMLN that you're even allowed to stay at in national parks and I'm not one to really break the rules so yeah when it comes to sleep spots we stay at campgrounds one in Jasper I can't remember the name of it right now and then Banff also there are tons of free camping on Ireland in BC but let me think about this Revelstoke had a um like a truck stop that was actually pretty decent tons of trucks a lot of van people there so it was kind of like warming to know that we weren't always alone um and really close to amenities and then yeah there's just like a lot of places so when it comes to sleep spots I just recommend finding something and then I put safety on the end of that finding something that's safe when it comes to safety you just want to make sure that when you arrive there at night try not to leave the van keep your stuff closed like your windows and things don't make it known that you're alone if you're if you are alone and um always making sure that the nose of like your front of your van the nose of the van is in like easy out access don't like pull up somewhere back in so that you can easily just like zoom away if you need to so I just thought I would like mention those things also like little safety tips which this could be like a whole other podcast is keeping your keys close to you making things making sure things are locked yeah I have I call them weapons that sounds so deadly but I guess they kind of are anyways just keep things in the van and only you know where they are just for your safety so that's something else too okay nearing to the end here two things that I do not have that we learned very quickly about and something that I will be getting actually a few things that I'll be getting is automatic start so I definitely will be investing in automatic start the van because every single morning we would get up start the van to like get the heat rolling in here in the winter but if we had automatic start we wouldn't have to get out of our covers out of the toasty warmth of our blankets and freeze our ass off trying to start the van we would just press a button it would start and if we happen to fall back asleep we would know that the van's going to turn off in like 10-15 minutes I'm not all about doing that because the environment and running your gas honestly like it was so cold and we were not expecting it to be that cold because Alberta just like got hit so hard that yeah sometimes you just got to do what you got to do but that is definitely something that we didn't do all the time just when we absolutely had to and the rest of the time we just used my heater so automatic start I'm already looking into it and definitely going to get it the other thing is nothing to buy but windshield chips I'm from Ontario for the most part of my life so excuse me if this is wrong but Ontario uses salt trucks and Alberta to my knowledge uses sand so when we were driving home from jasper back to the city i was getting thrown rocks at my windshield so many times and it was the first time that i really experienced it so i definitely got probably like four or five chips in my windshield that i just like was not prepared for this is my entire world so anything like remotely negative happens to it and i'm like no this is my home it's definitely something i had to accept that if i'm gonna drive across the country especially shit's gonna happen and i'm gonna have to deal with it and honestly i'm totally okay with that so yeah just keep in mind that 
your windshield may get chipped, but if you ever notice one that is incredibly bad, just get it looked at ASAP. Do not let it spider out because they are known to do that. Other thing that I'm looking at before I really go across the country is a generator. Yeah, I don't know which one I'm going to get yet, but I think that's everything that I really wanted to talk about. I definitely wanted to share my experience of living in a van in the winter. I don't think I will ever stay in this van full-time in the Alberta winter. Next year, I do plan on going elsewhere, but I will not be here. Or if I am here, I'll be storing the van and I won't be going anywhere because it's way too cold. I don't highly enjoy being minus 42 weather kind of cold. So if I don't go anywhere, I might store it if I do go anywhere, which actually... I'm driving across the country this year. I'm definitely going to be experiencing winter again, but I will sure as heck make sure I am not in Alberta and I will come back in the spring next year. But it's honestly beautiful. It's a different experience for sure, but seeing the mountains, especially at the level that we did in the winter was a whole other world. And I've done Preacher Creek before in the summer. So it was really cool to see it in the summer and in the winter because it's just a different vibe. So yeah, I think that's everything. This podcast is super long and who knows how long it's going to be after I edit it. So if you lasted all the way to the end, I greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'm honestly finding more and more comfort in podcasting. I love it so much. It's just so different than vlogging with the camera. I'm curled up with a blanket on my bed in the van with Tucker and I just get to hang out and talk with all of you and it's really cool. So more podcasts to come with special guests. I have some that I'm still about to share with amazing people and the reason why that I bring on these particular special guests is because they're my friends. I know all of them but I know them to a different level than what the general public would. So I know how great they are. I see the greatness inside of them. I know they have something to offer. So it wasn't just like, oh, you're my friend and I know you. Let's put you on my podcast and like put something out there. No, no, no. These people have a story that probably wouldn't feel vulnerable enough to share on their own. And I'm just giving them that space and that grace to shine themselves. And yeah, it just, it's fun to hang out and talk, you know? So yeah, look forward to the ones that I'm about to put out. If you haven't listened to my previous, please do take a moment. But thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. Every Everything I talked about will be in the description of this video. If you liked it, please leave me a comment and yes, follow my podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you all next time.